In a not-so-stable world, it is crucial to amplify the right message. At the Stream Grace Network, our goal is to do just that. We are adding to our stable of podcasters every month, and we are growing. This is where you come in. We want to share in that growth. If you are a small business owner looking to grow your business, we'd love it if you'd consider allowing one of our podcasters to endorse you, your products, or services. The best part is that endorsement will never stop running in any episode it is a part of, ever. This is a unique and rare benefit in digital advertising. We want everything we do to be uplifting and to encourage positive growth. And we'd love to partner with you. For more information, visit us online at StreamGrace.com or email us at support at StreamGrace.com. God bless. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Life is full of amazing moments. Some make you laugh, some make you cry, and some are just downright brutal. I'm Rachel Burchett. And this is my brutal life. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I am Jeremy Griffin, producer extraordinaire. And uh, I, you know, here's Rachel Burchett. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Thanks. Super fancy intro. Thanks. It's, yeah, the people are going to go, uh, no. No, right? thank you for, thank you for being here and doing doing all this with us and um and this is my guest scott uh, darcy stevens Hi. and um, scott darcy stevens scott, yeah. yeah so we'll have scott later <laughs> right we'll have, we'll have scott scott's got a great mm. story but i wanted to have you um come visit with us and and just kind of tell us you know the the point of this podcast is to talk about yes my brutal life but how you actually transitioned through that mm. through your story so you can you know what God did through you and how you changed navigating all that, right? You know, through the storms and stuff like that. So, but first, we, before we get to that, how long have we been in relationships together? We've known each other for at least ten years. At least ten. Abby, years. our oldest daughter, is eleven, and she had just turned one. Wow! When we met, when you when we mm-hmm. met each other, and so you and Scott have been married how long? It'll be twenty-one years in March. Really? Yeah. So you met at what age? 18. You, both of you were 18? Yeah. 18. Yeah. So tell me that story. How'd you meet? Um, <clears throat> I was working at a restaurant as a waitress. And he you came, were? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I waited tables in high school. Where at? In, um, Perkins Family Restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard it of was, that. It, it was in Edmond. Okay. Um, I grew up in Edmond, Oklahoma for okay. the latter part of my teen years. Mm-hmm. And um, Scott. Youth, Scott's youth pastor worked there and got him a job there. And so he became a cook and Scott cooked. Yeah. yeah really? He can cook. Yeah. Well, I don't think I knew yeah. that either. Yeah. He's a really good cook. He um, doesn't like to cook, but he can. He, yeah. He, he can. can. Yeah. So then you got how long after you met did you marry? Um, We met in January of 99 and we married in 2000, March of 2000. So you, just young, just yeah. starting out young. Mm-hmm. So you marry. And were you in church or anything like that? I was in and out of church. I grew up, my grandma was a, my grandma was a Southern Baptist and very involved in her church. And um, so anytime I was with her, I went to church with her. I was saved, mm-hmm. gave my life to the Lord in Awanas, um, all of that. So. Do you remember Mission Heads and Royal Rangers? <laughs> yeah. 
My wife was a missionette her whole life. We are missionettes for Jesus. Those names, I, you know, I wasn't raised in church, so I remember coming in and they're talking about missionettes and rural rangers. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. I am in a cult. Like, I didn't, I wasn't 100% sure until that happened. I'm like, right. yeah, well, it's definitely a cult. Yep, missionettes. Yeah. So you had to, which is like, a, do you remember missionettes? I don't that was assembly that, of God. That was kind yeah. of assembly of God. Yeah. No, yeah. we did Awanas, Bible drills, all of that <laughs> Sword stuff. drills. Yeah, sword drills. Yeah. <laughs> I remember driving by churches and seeing Awanas meets on Wednesday, and I'm like, I don't, what is that? What's Awana? I, I wanna be. I wanna, right. I, I was like, be. I wanna. <laughs> I wanna go. You get I a wanna. cool vest with the patches and nice. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's R- Royal Rangers had sashes, and I always thought, mm-hmm. well, no. I, no. Mm-hmm. Guys don't need sashes. <laughs> it was like the Christian. Um, uh, what's Boy Scouts, Boy Scouts. Yes. Girl Scouts yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Except a missionettes had, so you had to study Susanna, Tabitha, Anna, and Ruth. Star Susanna, Tabitha, oh, wow. Anna, and Ruth. Yeah, and if you studied all them and passed all them, then you had you got the ceremony and you had you got to wear this tiara. And I I didn't make it past Ruth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was a cult, <laughs> pretty much. <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So I failed. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I, I, you know, it's, this is, you know, and this is for my spiritually wounded podcast probably, but, probably. but you know, you look at this stuff and you're like, why, why does the church just say, you know what, here's something the world's doing. Let's, Let's also do, do this. it. Let's but, Yeah. But we're going to do it our way yes. and, and it's going to be way lamer. Anyway, there's so many aspects of that that I could go Man, on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So but, much yeah. of that. Yes. But yeah, that's spiritually wounded missionettes. Royal Rangers. <laughs> Of course. Like, that's a perfect title. Royal Rangers and Missionettes on Spiritually Wounded Podcast. Yeah. Where are all those girls that studied? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, we're, like, getting way yeah. off topic. Way off topic. I'm going, I'm going back to my quiet Okay, so all right. Yeah, but I knew. Oh, okay, so. Okay, so you yeah. know, was he in church? He was involved in um, church, yes. Uh-huh. Um, and so when I was in and out of church, um my parents were believers, but not actively involved mm-hmm. in church. And so when we met, he was this guy that loved the Lord mm-hmm. and knew so much about the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want I want a man like that because yeah. I didn't grow up with that, with that in my mm-hmm. life. And so I started going to his church mm-hmm. and we got married and it was not the way <laughs> I was raised uh-huh. or taught to be as a woman mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. or in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I had the greatest examples of marriage in right. my life either. So when I saw what we were being taught, I was like, this is how marriage is supposed, supposed to, to be. be. And then yeah. you start being groomed that way. Yes. And you start, but on the inside is something going the whole time. This is not right. This is not, yeah. I mean, Holy Spirit's always there mm-hmm. telling me, mm-hmm. this. you're but called you to do you this. You weren't taught about the Holy Spirit. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. No. And so we went to camp together, and I, I was always told growing up that my story would get hope, give hope to people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. I'm a daughter of an addict Mm -hmm. my parents are divorced and then I was raised by my dad Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then going to church Mm -hmm. where we were it was I I went to camp and felt the Lord you Uh know Holy Spirit calling me to ministry Mm -hmm. and of course ministry was in a box (laughs) Mm -hmm. so when I felt the Lord pull on my heart to give my life to ministry 
I went down to pray and the leaders were, well, this is what you can do X, Y, or Z. That's <laughs> not what God's calling me to do. Right. And they're like, well, then you're not called to the ministry. Yeah, so you have to do X, Y, or Z. So I chose X. <laughs> right. And put ourselves in a box and mm-hmm. our relationship in a box mm-hmm. and and then tried when and then so if you don't heal like this and if your story doesn't look like what the box tells you to do then you're wrong right or something's wrong with you or we jeremy and i've talked about this it's the ecosystem that you get thrusted into young mm-hmm. and then you slowly get groomed that this is how it's supposed to go not realizing that something inside of you is going this this feels so confining. Mm-hmm. This feels so not right, but okay. This yeah. is what I wanted. This is what I'm the call of my life is to tell my story. And I guess this is the Avenue I'm supposed to tell it. Mm-hmm. And, but it, the whole time you're walking down the path going, this feels odd. Yeah. This feels odd. Um, so go back and talk a little about So you're raised by an addict mm-hmm. and both your are your parents parents were divorced Mm -hmm. so growing up in that you're picking up things in your life that you don't realize Mm -hmm. are are toxic on the inside of you did it how did that going through that as a young girl how does that help you how is that helping you now well I never felt like I was enough Mm -hmm. then so I want my children to always know that they are enough Mm -hmm. no matter what they do in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, all, and I always had to feel like, or my mom made me feel that I always had to show her how much I loved her. Cause she always, she made me feel like she doubted that anybody loved mm-hmm. her. So I was constantly showing her whatever the, you could do. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the time. And it was all the wrong ways, mm-hmm. but you want your mom to be proud of you. Mm-hmm. You want your mom to be nice to you mm-hmm. and stop her mm-hmm. addiction mm-hmm. and try to save her mm-hmm. and thinking that, oh, if I do this right as her daughter, she's going to stop. Right. Or if I follow the right paths, she's going to see she'll stop. Right. And so you became an enabler. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Which you, th- then that's what I was driving at. Yeah. That enabling coping mechanism mm-hmm. you carried into your whole life. Yes, absolutely. You, so even when they tell you you need to do ministry, well, I got to still try to do it like that. It's that people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People pleasing. So you're married. Mm-hmm. You're in, you're in the air quotes ministry. Yeah. When did things start turning for you guys? Um, from the, probably the very beginning, mm-hmm. honestly, because we had a concept of marriage that wasn't what was Holy Spirit driven. Mm-hmm. Oh. What was your concept of marriage? <laughs> the man runs the home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it right. <laughs> um, he is the leader in all aspects mm-hmm. of the marriage. He makes all the decisions, mm-hmm. and you're just a help meet. Mm-hmm. Where's the wrong part now? <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. I mean, it's fine. I, I know it sounds amazing. Oh, the wrong you. part's coming up. Coming Got up. it. You just tie not and hang on. We are going to go there. Yeah. Um, just a little disclaimer I don't necessarily agree with everything that will be on this podcast. I don't know why I switched to that voice for you the disclaimer. Did, you just did like a little advertisement. Exactly. <laughs> to make and we're gonna sure take, they heard you. <laughs> we're taking a moment from uh, for a break from our sponsor. <laughs> Never mind. We're not going <laughs> to. That's going to do a whole thing. A whole different but thing. Go ahead. But yeah. that's, I say, slowly being programmed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Programmed. Mm-hmm. And basically 
causing me to feel like I had no voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in any aspect. Right. My opinion didn't matter. Um, I couldn't speak mm-hmm. in the church. I couldn't, I could only do nursery or mm-hmm. be the support of mm-hmm. my husband mm-hmm. in whatever area he's serving right. and leading. And inside I'm like, this, this isn't right, right, but I want to make him happy. I want to make our pastors happy, mm-hmm. our friends I want to show them what a good Christian wife, wife should is be. Mm-hmm. like and have mm-hmm. and a mom mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of these things. And then our children started coming and mm-hmm. it just was like, we need to get out for, ye- for years. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it's what I said on, on the Spiritually Wounded podcast. You became a wife and a mom. Mm-hmm. But as a woman, you were still asleep. Oh, absolutely. Still when I asleep. heard you say that, I was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. that's what it mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Yeah. So Sleeping Beauty, the, the poem goes, and I forget who, <clears throat> who wrote it, but the poem goes, uh, Sleeping Beauty by the time she woke up was the age of 50. So my awakening, I think I had awakening moments throughout my whole life mm-hmm. because the question still stands, once you're awake, can you stand to awaken more? And absolutely. And my full awakening moment came on my, we've talked about my mm-hmm. that prophetic yes. word on my birthday. And was when God really woke me up mm-hmm. as a woman and I began to change. And that's when my life really got, when grace turned into a grind and a lot, I was fighting big battles. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but was one of your waking moments when you left that church and we, our lives integrated? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cause I saw this woman, powerful woman of God, you are, oh, um, that she, that, I, just let, I let her into that wow. sentence yeah. <laughs> that you can do ministry mm-hmm. like, but I still had it in a box. Right. But seeing you awakened, I am called to do things. I still wasn't 100% sure what mm-hmm. that was until, you know, about nine years later, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but our time together was, you got to know who you are. Yes. Yeah. You have to know who you yeah. are. And freedom from mm-hmm. your past. Yes. Like that journey, I will never look at, look back at that and regret anything that mm-hmm. we were taught or learned mm-hmm. in that process. Because it's truth. Yeah. Regardless of what was going on in my world, the truth is the, the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth mm-hmm. will set you free. Yes. And in the Greek, that word truth means reality. You shall know reality and reality will set you free. Well, who only knows the real reality? Jesus. Right. So you shall know Jesus. You shall know truth. You'll know, you'll know his reality. So all that teaching is the reality of the truth that God wants mm-hmm. you to know. And when that truth landed on your heart, it began to dig those splinters up from your yes. past and to deal with getting you ready for the woman you're called to be to be in the ministry that you're doing mm-hmm. now. Yes. Now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when, but, but even yet when our lives intersected and I was teaching the whole freedom stuff, freedom, freedom isn't the absence of problems. It's the mm-hmm. presence of someone, you know, living on the tree of life and love and just loving people, you know, your life began like God was like going to crack it open. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, I always say, um, he was doing the deconstructing and for me, it was an, I got, I got to, I got an honor of watching them go through this brutal story. You would get so excited. I'm like, this is not, 
exciting <laughs> because so but but god was you were te- you were learning all these things freedom from your past yes. freedom from coping mechanisms freedom from being an enabler and finding out who you were as a woman finding my voice again mm-hmm. talk about that well for so long um when we got married it was the men does this the man does that mm-hmm. hush your wife mm-hmm. her opinion doesn't mm-hmm. matter right and still waiting and, to hear the problem. Well, okay, I'm going to tell you the problem, Dolly. Here's the problem. Oh, gosh. Dolly. I just woke somebody up. This I didn't is my alter ego. Okay, darling, here's the problem. No, no. It's what that does, because that, that was, that was, that's an ingredient in my world. It's it sets them up as idols in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sets them up as idols, and that's unhealthy for them and us. And, yeah. God says you'll have no other right God before me. And my kryptonite is relationships. Mm-hmm. And I valued, I value relationships. And so I would put the most important relationship up as yes. an idol. Mm-hmm. And so then when you start becoming who you, God's called you to be and finding your voice, well, what's going to happen? <laughs> That's coming down. Yeah. Well, I put my calling on him. Not mm-hmm. that God hasn't called him to do something right. amazing, but my calling is mine and his is his. So good. Well, I was taught he has to pursue his calling for me to reach my calling. And that put unmet expectations on him. Mm-hmm. That put expectations on him that weren't mine. Right. And that was a lie him. that you believed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I put all this pressure on him mm-hmm. and we're not getting here. We're not getting there. And it's all your fault. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's like, I mean, only he can tell what that did. Right. To him and his spirit. Right. But it was tearing him down. It was tearing our marriage mm-hmm. down and ultimately caused this wedge that only God could heal. Right. And, but I mean, drove him to, not drove him because he made his decision, but led to his uh, parts of his addiction mm-hmm. and other, as- other addictions in his life as mm-hmm. well. And, um, yeah, we were just falling <laughs> apart well, at this well, it, seams. It, you're falling apart at the seams, but it when your hearts are pointed towards God's, which I know they were, I know, and I'm just, you know, like I said, he has a story, like you said, he has a story, but for you, I mean, we walked arm in arm in that, and I know, I knew God had you, and I knew your heart was pointed towards God, whatever the ending looked like, mm-hmm. because we began to really grow on God teaching us what lies have we believed mm-hmm. and the the hard thing about what lie have you believed is it's well it's my truth <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the truth and so and only God can expose a lie yeah and so we would go we were we were in that connect group and we started doing these activations mm-hmm. on you know um I think Mandy would what would she do she'd give us activations on like get a, a word for one another yes um get a like we had to buy a gift one time. Yeah, bring a prophetic gift for somebody. And if you have that person, give it to it. If not, it will speak right. to something. somebody. Yeah. That I think is, I cut my teeth. I had that in my history, but not the way she was teaching it. Mm-hmm. And we did that together, which it really opened up hearing God's voice mm-hmm. for ourselves yes. and trusting that we can hear God's voice. Yes. And we were in that connect group, what, mm-hmm. two years? You were probably at in least, it longer before before yeah, I showed up. At least two years. Yeah. yeah. So talk about how hearing God's voice, how that 
talk about that experience, how you began to learn to like, no, I'm really hearing God's, I have found my voice and I'm hearing God's voice. Well, I'm really stubborn. (laughs) And (laughs) so I think I hear God's voice Mm -hmm. and I have to, God, you have to show me like right. 10 confirmations right. that that's you. Right. I either say I'm a dumb blonde or I'm hard headed. <laughs> Why not do both? Yeah. I think I'm falling somewhere in both. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was just, he would say something to me and I would be in a group and it would be a um, where we were sharing something mm-hmm. or pray something and I would hear it and I wouldn't do it. So then somebody else would do it. And I was like, oh, oh man. man. Yeah. Well, I know he's talking to me, but they got the same thing. So it's cool. Right. Right. And Mm -hmm. he's like, no, that's showing you that if you don't do Mm -hmm. what I've asked you to do, I can use somebody else. But I want to use you. you." Mm -hmm. And so I kept having those situations come up and then just which I call those echoes. Yes. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we never did words for the year until we met met you. Do you have a word for this year? Yes. What is it? It's rest. Calm down. Rest. Okay. Oh my goodness. Jeremy and I were just having this. We've been having this conversation Mm -hmm. from, oh my goodness. I don't like it. (laughs) Well, let me just tell you, God's been giving me rest for over a decade and that's not, no lie. That is my, that's my thing. Mm -hmm. And he's been unveiling it forever. Mm -hmm. This, uh, this whole process and, uh, I'll just say the quick version of this and see if this bears witness to you. But um, he, he ever float the Illinois River? Um, yes. yes I okay. Have. So he showed me this picture of floating the Illinois River, and uh, he said, "This is what rest looks like, man." <laughs> so he <I> starts, <laughs> and he said, "You have three options when you get in that canoe. You can paddle upstream, and at some point you're going to get tired. You're going to fall over or lay down in the boat." And you're going to end up downstream. Mm -hmm. He said, you can paddle downstream and you're going to get tired. And when you get to where you're going, no one else will be there. And you'll be sitting there waiting for everybody else. Or you can sit down, pop open a cold one and enjoy the ride. (laughs) And when you get there, you'll get there in my timing Mm. and everyone will be there. You know, it's, and and that's the thing, Um, you know, we, this passage, I don't know if you're pulling up, are you pulling up Hebrews? Or um, other, it, I, in any case, I'll just we'll, read we're Hebrews. We're going to tag that. We're, you're, yeah, <laughs> so, so Hebrews says to uh, different translations, but basically labor to enter into my rest. And, yes. Right? So we spend a lot 11. of time mm-hmm. and we, yeah. we we think through that. Most people teach that as, you know, we're going to work our whole Christian lives and to do well so that we can go into the kingdom of God at the end. Right. right. And I look at it as like, you know, work your butt off to rest because yeah. it's hard to rest. Mm-hmm. And... And as you do that, you start doing that effort. You work hard at resting. And when you and, and I always talk about the trees in the forest. You don't hear them grunting to grow. Mm, so good, right? right? You're not sitting around and watching a tree going, oh, gosh, got to get another branch out. Like, it doesn't do that. Mm-mm. It grows. We are designed for growth. Yes. So we just sit. And when we abide in him, he abides in us. The growth happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, there's my little. Well, so he and I. He was kind of like the end, tail end of, well, it's not over, but so at the beginning of um, 2020, right before we went into quarantine, of course, my divorce had been finaled mm-hmm. and I'm spinning out. It hadn't been finaled. It had been filed. I'm spinning out mm-hmm. over finances and trying to really find my footing with 
all of that, yeah. which you can contest yes. to. And God's going, rest, 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 rest. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Right. I have no, you're going to have to teach me how to do that because all I can think of right now is I got to make money. I got to make money. Yeah. I got to make money. And Linda Edge. Mm, I love her. I know, right? <clears throat> Texted me on March 3rd at 6.58 in the morning. And she said, good morning, my sweet friend. Miss you so much. This this scripture keeps coming up in my spirit. Matthew eleven twenty eight, which my number mm-hmm. for the year was 11. It says, come unto me all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. She doesn't know. She has no, no right. idea. And then she says, then it's take up my yoke and, you know, the scripture. Mm-hmm. And she comes down and she says, my sweet friend, only you and God know what that means to you right now. And a lot has been taken from you and you have put a lot you have been put through a lot of the battle. And then she goes in and says, he is restoring, he's replenishing, but he keeps, I, but I keep feeling there must be a resting. Mm. And so I'm just like, of course, you know, I'm bawling right now. Your spirit is nourished and full rest, full rest in the arms of the almighty. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm just like, I miss you too. Tears are rolling down my cheeks. I'm so grateful for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Grateful for God, friends. God's timing is perfect. Mm And um, so we fast forward into, you know, the end. Well, in May, I had my good friend Krista Orr has come back into my life after Mm. 30 years. And we're comparing stories and sharing notes and comparing timelines and stuff like this. And so about September, she says, uh, they call her and her husband, Brian, call me Chickaroo. And so she's like, Chickaroo, your battle is to rest. Your fight is to rest. And I'm like, well, it threw my mind back to Linda's text. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know how to fight, fight to mm-hmm. rest. And she's been saying that to me over and over and over again. Well, then I'm with Jeremy and we're doing the first podcast and he brings up Hebrews 11. Okay. So yesterday morning, I'm, I'm like, okay, so the house is sold a big step coming up. God's awesome. Yes. Yes. I know. I've been praying for that. Last night it happened um, a day before the 11th. I don't know. I'm going to by proxy make that work. (laughs) 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 So, so um, all my mind is going back to all of this. So when God started threading this rest dots together was yesterday morning before my household. And I'm sitting in bed and I'm like, I have to write all this down. I have to write Linda's word down. I have to write what Krista's said down. And I have to write what Jeremy said down. And God, your words are always alive, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you gave me that in 2000 or in March 3rd is still alive, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I go and look up um, Hebrews 4.11 in the message and it, you know how it clumps scriptures yes. together. So it highlighted um, Hebrews 8 through 11 and it says, and so this is still a live promise. And it says it wasn't canceled at the time. In other words, it's for an appointed time today. The promise of arrival and rest is still mm. there for you. And I'm like, okay, then the story gets better. So Kristen, my girlfriend, tags me in this post and she says, I forget what the post is, but it's basically two years ago she posted this and she said, it's coming up today mm. and I need to send this to you. And it says the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Mm. And I'm like, dumb blonde or hard-headed, either one. But it's the packing of the assurance that God is giving you to rest. So, yeah. So sitting here, uh 
Um, this just came to mind. The first glam, I believe. I don't know if it's the first one. Do you I remember went those? To. Do you remember those were my women's conference? No, I'm very aware of them. <laughs> but do you remember? The only reason I had a pink shirt. <laughs> yes. And you loved it, darling. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting these this this energy vibe just shifted over. <laughs> yes. Um. Do you the year we did the scrim is it the scrim or the scream? Yes. Or whatever? It so, was. Uh. P.S. I love you. Yes. So just <laughs> sitting here. You pit. You went through every woman's name. I did, and, and put a word to every you, woman's name. You probably don't remember. You probably did that. That Jeremy probably did that. Hmm. Did you do the scrim? I blocked most of it out. <laughs> it's trauma. Do we need therapy? Yeah, <laughs> that'll be my afternoon podcast recording. I, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't remember what verse you picked for me because it was so mm-hmm. long ago. Or was but it? I am. It was. No, it was P.S. Yes, I, I love you. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was be still. Really? Yeah. I and no, I am God. Oh, see, it was a dot. Mm-hmm. A dot back then. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so yeah, it just it just reminded, reminded me of that. So, with, peace uh, be still. There's yeah. a song, peace mm-hmm. be still, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I won't sing it. <laughs> I was just waiting to see what's going to happen. I don't, peace be yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Say it. The, what is what is it? Peace be still. <laughs> Say the words can, and yes. know that something or other. Yeah. Like I know the lyrics. I write songs Sing. and I don't know my own lyrics. Sing it. Peace, peace. Something about the waves. I'm not, no, I'm not singing it. Come on. No. You can do it. I can. I believe you have a gift of singing. <laughs> okay. Well, we get off the podcast. We'll go on the piano and you can, can sing it. Yeah. Okay. So um, my word for the year is beautiful. Did you read my post about? Yes. The beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you don't know. It's, I always think, you know, we've, you've been on words as long as I have because mm-hmm. we cut our teeth on that. And I always think, oh, this is going to be easy one. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I know by the end of 2021, I'm going to have, I'm going to sit back and go, okay, this is my life. This is beautiful. But it's, I got, a, I got 300 and yes. some odd days <laughs> to figure that out. So resting how so how are you integrating that um so on the first day of the year Mm -hmm. as a staff that i'm a part of um at where at hope is alive ministries and um our boss said we're gonna do one of our bosses as a husband and wife um the wife lance lang you know him lance and ali lang really i've had lunch with them before Really? They are instrumental in our yeah. story. Um, and so Allie sent out a text saying, hey, we're going to, as a staff, if you want to join, we're going to fast the first 25 mm-hmm. days of the year. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And I read, I journaled, I prayed all about my word. I love that you're the, a journaler. <laughs> oh, I'm, I couldn't get through life without, without journaling. journaling. Yeah. Um, Somebody taught you that, didn't they? Yeah, some, some amazing <laughs> blonde woman. <laughs> Right, so right, like, right, yes. right, right. Gretchen yeah. Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love her too. <laughs> <laughs> but not the relationship right, we right, have. Right, 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 right. The seed was sown. Yeah, yes. I'm just, go. yes. Okay, go. Um, and I work with her brother. <laughs> right. Really? I didn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I did. Mm-hmm. But our word as a staff is battle. Oh my. Fight to be still. Yes. And that journaling, both of those that day, mm-hmm. and then the mentoring group that I'm a part of as well, um, 
was like, I can't rest. What is rest? I can't do it. And Mm -hmm. then the verses that God gave to me um, for the year so far, one of them is Hebrews 4, 8 through 11. Yeah, because that's one I just said is, is, um, oh, yeah, because so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then there's a couple in Isaiah. I can't remember right offhand. But he's equipped me to surrender and rest in him mm. through whatever You're comes. Going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's the things that I've learned in the past three, well, I mean, nine years, but three right. really hard years. Um, The stuff that he's equipped me with mm-hmm. to trust and rest in him, mm-hmm. that he's going to use those. And he's prepared us for, for your the, ministry. Yeah. So let's talk about the three years you've been through. Yes. It was a huge, I believe, an, an awakening moment. Mm-hmm. Everything you had been learning about God and knowing who you are and getting your voice prepared you for that moment. So what was that night like, that week like, that the you know, moment? The moment, okay. yes. So the moment was... Um, like, is that Just me? a moment to pause. The um, rattling are the coffee cups. Like, what is that rattling? Okay. Um, I've been spending the last thirty minutes going. How am I going to fix this? this I know how to fix it, but not while we're not recording. while we're recording. Um, so three, it'll be th- three years ago. Let me move. This. And now it's still going to happen, and we're going to figure out why. But it's okay. All Just right. power through it, All ladies. Right. We'll power through. Um, so three, almost to the month. I mean, it was a March three years ago. My whole world fell like was falling, was being deconstructed apart. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that I thought God wanted mm-hmm. for myself, my marriage, my family, and I was at this point. I'll just my husband had left. Uh-huh. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. of four kids, and. I was in my living room laying on the floor crying out to God, what do I do? Right. And it was wait. Hmm. Wait for what? Right. Right. <laughs> what are you wanting me to wait for? Right. Um, and, and Scott doesn't mind that I share this. My dad had given me the money to file for divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, we had walked through a really hard, hard set, like, I want to say lifetime because it felt mm-hmm. like a lifetime right. of hurt trauma right. that we just couldn't get right. out of from both sides from yes. his past, so, your past, mm-hmm. your childhood, his childhood. Yes, and his co- he he his addict was he was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Scots. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, so he left, and I was like, wait. And so I had all, was planning on file for mm-hmm. divorce, and Holy Spirit said, wait. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I waiting for? Mm-hmm. Like, this is bottom. Right. What, what, what do I do from here? Right. And he said, just trust me. Mm. And so I just began to dive. What do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And that still wasn't fully rock bottom Mm -hmm. yet. And so I just had to trust him in it all. So Scott moved back home eight months later and his addiction was just spiral spiraling out mm-hmm. of control. I was trying all that I could do to help him to contain, to, yeah, to save him out. He's yeah. oozing out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to save mm-hmm. him. And I still wasn't doing what God wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately the final straw mm-hmm. fell 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him he had to go to rehab or he could not enter back. The ultimatum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To our home. And I was like, I could take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, take, thank you for taking him. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you fix him. And he said, hold on, sister. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will work on him. But we have. Are going to work on yeah, you. Yeah, work on you. Mm-hmm. And that's when I just surrendered so mm-hmm. like so much to him. Mm-hmm. And he began to unravel all the things that I needed to work through. The inner healing. Yes. Yeah. So what yeah. did you work on with the, with Holy Spirit? Um, well, the expectations, mm-hmm. the box that I had mm-hmm. got in mainly. I mean, he exploded mainly. it. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes we think we put, we have gotten a box and got, you take him out of the box. Yes. But as Christians, we just put him in a bigger box. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's going, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Don't confine me. Don't tell me how you th- expect me to work this out. Because we have our picture of how we want God to work it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, it's not going to happen yeah. that way. It's going to be very unorthodox. Yes. Because mm-hmm. when Scott left, when he ultimately left our marriage, mm-hmm. I was like, well, there goes my ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And everything's gone. Yes. Well, of course. He's the leader. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. can't have a minute. You're a girl. You're yes. a chick. How are you going to do that? And and you're going to be divorced. And he's an, an addict. And a mom of, single mom of four. <laughs> you're set up for success. I know. Right? right? No job. You better wait. I know. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And um, so when Scott left for rehab, it took me back to that time when he said, when Scott left and I said, there goes my ministry. God mm-hmm. said, you don't need him. And when he said, I don't need him, I was like, okay, so that's the go, right? right. I can go I file. Can, mm-hmm. And it was no wait. Mm. And so when he left for rehab, God brought me back to that moment. Mm-hmm. Remember, do you think God, cause I've experienced this ultimately God, we get our provision and protection and security from God. Mm-hmm. But because we are um, enablers, once we get married, we automatically shift that those three expectations to the one we've married. Oh, absolutely. And then it, again, it puts them on the throne of our life. Mm-hmm. And God's going, no, if something ever happens, to, he's now in rehab. Who's your provider? Mm-hmm. Who's giving Who's giving you security? Well, you take that away and you feel like you're free falling. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. God, but we teach, you know, you're his biggest cheerleader and he's your provider. Well, no, no. No, God needs to be his biggest cheerleader and you aid that. Yes. And God is your provider and he aids that. That's Mm -hmm. what God was doing. And it's not just enablers that do that. Everybody. Everybody does that. We're designed to be dependent. Mm Mm-hmm. And so with a lack of spiritual understanding, we make ourselves dependent on other, other people. humans who are yes. also dependent. Yep. And it's only through the process of putting your dependence totally in him. Because the most confident people in the world, the biggest, uh, most prominent leaders in the world become dependent on their followers. Mm-hmm. If they don't have those people yep. there, um, Steve Eden used to say, um, and he probably got it from somewhere else, but if you need them, you can't lead them. It's so good. And that that was the mindset. And we do that. We become super dependent. And it's only in that vulnerability and total abandon, like reckless abandon, Mm -hmm. that we realize, you know what? God, you're it. Right. Yes. Right. That's it. Well, I think we go from dependence as children. We depend on our parents. 
And then we're supposed to go to independent, which we skipped that. Right. Because so getting together married so young. So, but normally we're supposed to go to dependent, independent, and then interdependence. Yes. Interdependence means it's, I can depend on me and God, Mm -hmm. but we never get to interdependence and God's going, no, you are going to get your footing and you're going to depend on me as your provider. Yeah. He had to pull everything. He had to pull friends family oh, that was hard and I remember that. scott away where yeah. it was literally me and jesus mm-hmm. and jesus became my best friend oh, i know i know yeah. you 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 know him so well now so well so scott's gone you've given the ultimatum you're waiting yeah so he's in rehab and I'm journaling every day. Mm-hmm. Still not working. <laughs> like, right. Thankfully, right. he kept his job and they supported him. Through. They were very gracious yes, to him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm journaling every day, right? Like reading every day, praying mm-hmm. every day. And God reminds me, I have a voice. Mm-hmm. I have a calling. And my calling at this time can be separate from mm-hmm. Scott's calling. Mm-hmm. Like you let me focus on him. And let's focus on you mm-hmm. and your healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to repent of so <laughs> many you do things, mm-hmm. expectations, places that I put above God. Mm-hmm. Um, my main one is relation relationships. Mm-hmm. I put those first all in the my time, life, mm-hmm. and which is hard now because I'm scared to let those back in slowly because right. mm-hmm. I don't want them to replace him ever right. <laughs> again. Right. Um. And and just becoming who I. I'm called called to be to be. So he's in rehab for how long? He was in rehab for 48 days okay. in Texas. It's like he had to go away. away. Yeah. yeah. We tried so many different avenues mm-hmm. of recovery for him and they just weren't right. working. Yeah. A, a, a God designed separation is healthy. Mm-hmm. And so, cause you're doing the, the work God's doing work on him. Yes. And so, um, how many days did you say? 48. 48 days. Mm-hmm. So he comes home. He didn't come home yet. Okay. What happened? No. He, so he went from door to door, which means he went left um, the rehab that he was at is in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he went from there straight into a sober living mm-hmm. home and he lived there for 13 months. Wow. Yeah. 13 months. When did Hope Alive, Hope is Alive, mm-hmm. come so, into your world? So... Um, we have the same count, amazing counselor, mm-hmm. and she counsels um, she, you and I do. Yes. Yeah, Anna yes. Kunzler is yes. She's Saint Anna Kunzler. She has been through this all. She's walked through it with us. Do you know she has walked with me for eleven years? It's so Annabelle, our youngest, is six, and we started seeing her when she was a baby. My goodness. Yeah, because I was like, you need to go to counseling. Everybody was. We're like, well, let's go. What? Every, I started That's going to counseling, and I'm like, people. you need to go to counseling, and you need to go to counseling. <laughs> I just started a podcast network. Yeah, that, that, that too. This is your counseling. That's yeah. my counseling. Yeah, yeah, well, this is how I ended up here. It's through counseling. Yeah. And so, um, and Scott's addiction, he was arrested four times. Mm-hmm. And the last time um, he was arrested, that's when I gave him the ultimatum. Mm-hmm. And I called Anna, and she somehow by the grace of God had come in contact with Lance Lang Mm -hmm. and hope was alive ministries. And she gave me his phone number Mm -hmm. and said, call him. Yeah. I call that God's providential hand. Oh yeah. Or just so happened. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I made that phone call Mm -hmm. and Scott couldn't. (laughs) 
can call anybody except me. Um, you didn't have two quarters. Yeah, and I wasn't accepting calls. Um, and so I called Lance and I was like, this is the situation we're in, told him everything. And he said, he needs to go to treatment and then he needs to go to a sober living. Mm. And we thought it would only be 45 in treatment and mm-hmm. 45 mm-hmm. in sober living. But God had a deeper work yes. he wanted to oh, do. Yeah, absolutely. So he got a hold of Lance. You got a hold of Lance. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to the part to your ministry. Okay. And so you're walking with him because I remember you're at home with the kids. He's there. There's conversations. There's counseling. Because you could see him once he was there, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. So we yeah. couldn't see. I saw him twice when he was in rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he moved to the Hope is Alive house, we could see him whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, he could come have dinner with us. It just He had a curfew. Mm-hmm. And he had mandatory meetings he had to be at. Um, but he was at home a lot. Yeah. So we were building that mm-hmm. relationship back. and You're, Well... The new you is connecting with the new him and there's still growth. There will always be growth. You'll Mm -hmm. always be a student of you growing and changing. Yeah. Yeah. So he not to, you know, that I know Scott has a story and we're going to talk to him, but um, he's now how many days sober or how today or so today he is. Oh, just over 10 months sober. Sober. Yeah. So, but you started working at yes. the Hope because yes. you, you didn't work. Mm-mm. Nothing. No, Mm-mm. no. So um, I just started volunteering. Mm-hmm. Like our kids would go over to the house mm-hmm. and hang out at the house, which some people are like, why do you take your children <laughs> to a house full of addicts? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's normal. Because it's your family <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so just mainly started with that, mm-hmm. volunteering and helping and fell in love with the program, the people, Mm-hmm. Um, I just love everybody mm-hmm. in that. And I started helping out in the central office mm-hmm. um, of Hope is Alive. And then COVID hit mm-hmm. and they needed me to come on full time. Wow! And so I'm the office manager at Hope is Alive right now. And um, I started attending. They also have a support group. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope is Alive does. It's called Finding Hope mm-hmm. for Loved Ones mm-hmm. of Addicts. It took me from March to August to step through. Did it really? The, yeah. Oh, so yeah. what was that like? So we were going to other um, recovery programs mm-hmm. and for other things as well, but I just wasn't getting everything I needed. Mm-hmm. And he was still working his recovery, and I know I knew I needed something more. Mm-hmm. And Amy, who's the Finding Hope coordinator, um, had contacted me a couple of times mm-hmm. and just said, Hey, you really, and Lance even mentioned I should go to a finding hope really, um, meeting. And I walk through and there's no judgment from the people in those rooms. We've mm-hmm. all walked the same shoes, whether mm-hmm. your loved ones in recovery or not, you are welcome to come. And there's so much hope mm-hmm. in those rooms. We pray for each other. We encourage each other. And, um, it's just, ama- I mean, my people we call call them my (laughs) my it's your family Mm -hmm. it's your family and how interesting because at the top of our conversation you said you know I I was called to the ministry Mm -hmm. and that box that you had it in I don't want to paint a picture but you thought it was going to be youth pastor oh yeah you know and you know it was on staff in a church and yeah and it's nothing (laughs) Nothing like that that. yeah nothing yeah and um Fast yeah. forward and you're in your ministry. Yeah. So you're really in at, your calling. Yes. At mm-hmm. that time, 
there was like five Finding Hope meetings in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, Amy felt the call to open more. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need to open one at my church because there's not any on this side mm-hmm. of town. They're, mm-hmm. they're all up north, right. um, North Oklahoma City or in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And um, so when she said, let's we're going to le- train, I said, mm-hmm. OK, I want mm-hmm. I want to do this. And right. so I talked to our pastors and they jumped on board supporting. And so our church has like has opened its doors to host. They're not a part of right. it. They just support. It's and, a, as a, a location. Yes. It's yeah. just the location but, of it. Yeah. And so you lead it. Uh, yeah. So I lead. It's Finding Hope South Oklahoma City at The Rock. Did you ever think you would lead? No. <laughs> yeah. No. So I teach. It's two days, two Month two Mondays out of the month that I teach or I have a speaker come in, oh and I never like my mom heart is like overjoyed watching hearing because I don't think I knew that I don't think I don't think I knew that you taught mm-hmm. was teaching and to think sit like when I first I have a picture in my head of when I first met you and Scott and to see you go from that girl to this girl to this woman it's. It's it's watching God completely change you on a cellular level, change the way you look, change the way you carry yourself, mm-hmm. change the way you parent, change the way you are a wife. But ultimately, this woman that is in front of me, mm-hmm. who I know confidently hears God's voice mm-hmm. and isn't afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. And but but only has her heart pointed towards Jesus yes. and to think you're teaching. Yeah. Did, yeah. Was that ever? No. I mean, like I taught youth. I've taught right. small women's groups right. and stuff like that. I've like never... small women? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I was a part of that group. <laughs> Whatever. You guys do your thing, I guess. All those large women out there are just like, come on. I don't want to be a large woman. <laughs> Why can't I have a group? Big women's yeah. group. <laughs> um. So always thought it would be. Mm-hmm. more of that mm-hmm. and it's not no. and he's just getting started and um i'm excited to see where you're going where he's gonna how go. are your kids navigate how are you they're doing amazing mm-hmm. like before it was kind of like oh scott's coming home dad's mm-hmm. coming home mm-hmm. but now the, they light up when he walks in the door when we're together. They Mm -hmm. want to spend time together as Mm -hmm. a family. Like we get excited about Mm -hmm. those things or intentional, um, on the time that we spend Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. before it was trying to not, or trying to be together, but not still eggshells. Yeah. 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 Having family time on mm eggshells, hoping that. (laughs) Yeah. And they're doing great. Um, our oldest is about to be 18. Oh my. In just a couple of weeks. And yeah. Oh my stars. Good night. Yeah. Okay, then how old is... Um... So Isaiah's eight. Well, he's almost 18. Mm-hmm. Eli is 13. Abigail is 11. And Annabelle just turned six. My She's goodness. the fire. My <laughs> gosh. That's crazy. But they have they have watched mom and dad go mm. from... Because they, they were exposed to everything. 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 Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love God's redeeming grace because... because you've transitioned you didn't stop you didn't stop in the middle of it and and um, spew toxic dysfunction you actually walked across the bridge you transitioned from one place to another and allowing holy spirit 
to take your whole family mm-hmm. across the bridge. The whole family transitioned. I believe that I had this experience with Danielle because we, her and I grew up together pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And I didn't, ha- I didn't, there were things that happened that I probably shouldn't have parented her that way or disciplined her that way. And I remember thinking when she got older, I would recall something that I did. And she was like, I don't remember that, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's God's redeeming grace that if they do remember it, they're going to remember. Yep. That's how it was. But this is how it is. Yeah. It's like Holy Spirit can take a tragic memory and rearrange it for them. Oh, yeah. And put them like, no, now, now this, now they're proud. Yeah. They're proud of dad doing the work. They're proud oh, yeah. of. So what have you seen come out of your kids? Just they're happy. Mm-hmm. They are proud. Um, So October of 2019, Scott, mm-hmm. we got baptized again mm-hmm. and just. All my, they're... all my, all my, uh my, my spiritual kids do dates. Can you tell? They all do yeah, dates. Clearly. <laughs> It's yeah. true. I didn't. You, yeah. Because you journal. Yeah. You know. It, yeah. It becomes a stamp in your life. We yeah. do dates if we can get a babysitter. <laughs> we have a difficult time with that. It's so funny because I'm sitting here listening to her going, yep. on, Yep. Mm-hmm. She knows the date. Yeah. And I'm yep. not a numbers person either. <laughs> like, hate numbers. I That's deal wild. with numbers all day, too. And right. then, like, yeah. Know. But I used to say that. Yeah. Remember me saying that yes. all the time? Don't oh, ask yeah. me where the address is in yeah. the Bible. I don't know. Yeah. But it's in there. Trust yes, me, this right. is Bible. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but now I can know. In fact, there's one scripture that it's like it won't stick in my head. And I have to keep texting Jonathan Bram. Like, <laughs> what was that scripture? What was that scripture? And I think it now it's like Second Corinthians. See, I can't remember. I, and I've written it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, but it's pivotal for right now. Yes. Um, um, but now you do numbers. Yes. Now yeah. you do numbers. Yeah. So yeah. he um, rededicated his life and his kids got to see that transformation. Um, so Annabelle was maybe almost five at that time. Mm-hmm. And she said afterwards, I was crying so much, but they were tears of joy oh. at five. Oh so gosh. like she was born in the middle of all this, the br- mm-hmm. like the brutal part mm-hmm. of it. So all she had seen her whole was life brutal. was yeah, and so wow, she got to see that transformation and understand in it in us, yeah, understanding a new life that her dad was stepping into. Mm-hmm. It, well, the whole family yeah. was stepping into yeah, but um, so now currently, you're twenty something years, mm-hmm. brutal moments. But it's just this beautiful story yeah. of, so what was, what was going back to the awakening um, moments when you realized that he was coming home? Is he home now? Yes. He's home now. Yeah, he's been home since June of 2020. 2020. Was that because Mm -hmm. of COVID? No. It wasn't. He can share that story. Okay. I mean, ultimately, it was time for him to come home. It was always back and forth. I remember remember us having conversations of going, he's coming home, or he wants to come home. Yeah. I think we met in Target one time. Yes. So... We didn't intentionally meet in private. We just so happened (laughs) to run into each other. Yeah. Let's meet in homewares. Yes. Uh, About four o'clock and uh, I've got to pick up some towels. That's about how it was. Yeah. So Hope is Alive is a, um, they say 12 to 18 month program. Mm -hmm. There's three phases Mm -hmm. in it. Um, They try to work it a little bit faster for husbands Mm -hmm. and dads just so they can get back to their families and about 
this guy was in there for about six months and he was ready mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I wasn't. I remember that. Yeah. That was the conversation. Mm-hmm. I was not, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I was, I wanted him to be sober a year. Okay. When was that? Was that in that the was, end of 2019? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so, um, so yeah, so he was, he was ready. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And he, um, wanted to come home and I was like you can't come home till you're sober a that year. was a battle yeah mm-hmm. and but I could see um behaviors coming mm-hmm. back in him from when mm-hmm. he was in his addiction mm-hmm. and so ultimately so that was in December in March he of this of 2020 he relapsed okay. and I was like well <laughs> you can't come home until you graduate now right. like right. you have to finish the program and he was still just battling but God revealed so much to him in that relapse really which he will share, he'll share. yeah he'll, he'll mm-hmm. share that but I was like aha mm-hmm. that you get like you get it mm-hmm. and um still wasn't ready mm-hmm. but God was like you have to trust me in him mm-hmm. you have to trust that I will guide his sobriety mm-hmm. I, I had I was still trying to control mm-hmm. his sobriety his recovery and he's you're gonna have to let that go isn't it funny that you think you're caring but it's yeah. actually control. Oh, I've learned that so lesson. So many mm-hmm. times. I've learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he ended up leaving in June and he joined their online program that they launched mm-hmm. and he will be finished next week. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my gosh. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I am so grateful you came. Thank you I'm for so having grateful me. You were here. So grateful you shared your story. And I'm, I'm just honored to get to watch the second chapter yeah third chapter fourth chapter this time it's really fun (laughs) i know it's a lot of fun fun. (laughs) and thank you for joining me on my brutal life